back to Safe Talk with Safe Start. I'm Danny Smith. Now, many of you may recall from previous podcasts that I live in the deep south in central Alabama. So spring has already sprung for us here and winter is long past. Uh, our winter really wasn't too bad this year. Seems like winter was a Tuesday, if I remember correctly, this year. Uh, not to rub it in for anybody still enduring the last throes of, of ice and snow, but uh, we've already had a few days in the low 80s here. So uh, it's, it's definitely already starting to make the transition out of warmer weather. And to be candid, uh, after Christmas, uh, I'm pretty much ready for warm weather anyway. So uh, the warmer weather, though, means it's also time for yard work to begin. And I always joke that I'll be cutting weeds for the next month or so until the actual grass comes back in. But uh, I can tell you, it's it's already time to start with the weeds. In fact, it's probably going to be on the weekend project list for me this weekend. And with all that yard work, there are lots of opportunities to get hurt. And most of those can be avoided by thinking about the state error risk pattern and being a especially mindful about potential line of fire and balanced traction or grip problems. Now, before we go any further, uh, let's knock out the easy stuff, PPE, personal protective equipment. When discussing PPE, there are obvious things like eye and hearing protection, and we can all agree, no matter how hot it is, doing yard work or any work, uh, really, let's leave the shorts and the flip-flops for the beach or the lake. There's the also not so obvious PPE, such as long sleeve, sunscreen, even on cloudy days, and well, probably steel-toed boots would not be a bad idea, at least wear something that encloses your whole foot, right? Every year while mowing the grass, cutting a branch, or power washing a deck, at least 100 people die, and an estimated 143,000 are injured badly enough to require a trip to the emergency room, according to a consumer's report study. And by the way, all the stats I'll mention today uh, will come from that study. Now, the injuries people suffer run the gamut from overexertion and dehydration to cuts, unfortunately, even up to amputations and it comes from all sorts of power equipment. It's also worth noting that research came across a disturbing number of injuries associated with a common piece of equipment that doesn't even have a motor, and that's ladders. Falls from ladders cause more injuries than all the power equipment combined. And just a reminder uh, for set ladder safety, uh, there was a podcast we did just a couple of weeks back uh, with our fellow senior consultant uh, for Safe Start, Gary Higby, uh, that was simply entitled Ladder Safety Month. Some really great tips there. If uh, your spring cleaning and spring yard work involves pulling the ladder out, I'd really encourage you to give that one a listen as well before you, you start doing that, just for some quick tips and reminders about things that we may know already, but it's just a good idea to remind ourselves of from time to time to break up that complacency and prevent that from happening. Now, back to the yard work. Remember, it's not just the person doing the yard work who's at risk. Bystanders such as children or even pets can get hurt if they're in the vicinity of the power equipment being used. And it's almost as if some of them are drawn to the equipment. Uh, you know, I never have to mow my lawn in my, <laughs> I mean, my living room for sure, because my grandson, who is two years old, he's got his little toy mower in there and he is always going around the living room cutting the, uh, well, I guess it's the grass, cutting the carpet in there, I guess, although it's not really cutting it, but you understand what I'm saying. He is regularly mowing the carpet in there. Every time he comes over, man, he gets that mower out and he's, he's just going at it, you know? So 
kids in particular, young kids, are very, very drawn to these pieces of equipment. So we have to be mindful of them while we're using them. Now, I can't cover everything you need to keep in mind when it comes to yard work, but let's focus in on the big three, if you will. Uh, lawn mowers, uh, weed trimmers, string trimmers, weed whackers. There's like a thousand names for those I've learned. And then also chainsaws, which is something if you're just trying to clear up some debris from things that have fallen over the winter may be used as well. Now, I would strongly recommend before you get started that you take a minute and just do a rate your state, just a self-rate your state before you handle any piece of equipment. And it's also a perfect opportunity to self-trigger on the tremendous amount of hazardous energy that you're about to pick up. So let's start with the mower. Uh, and before we even get to the operation of the mower, whether it's a walk behind or a riding mower, let's think about something else people do a lot at the beginning of the season, and that is sharpen the mower blades. And about 20% of the folks who get hurt actually cut themselves, mostly hands and fingers, while changing or sharpening the mower blade, or perhaps while removing something that's stuck in it. So it's important to remember a mower's blade can cause injuries without the machine even being turned on. And again, whether it's a walk behind or a riding mower, the injuries from, from lawnmowers can be, well, very gruesome, right? The, the sharp spinning blades can amputate a finger, a toe, or a foot if somebody happens to slip under a mower. And if you're thinking, well, it won't happen to me, or does this really happen that much? Well, more than 85,000 people are injured each year by mowers, and there are nearly 80 deaths annually from them. And unfortunately, as we mentioned before, uh, it's not just the operator. Some of those are small children who are just in the vicinity of the work that's being done. And sometimes when you're working in your yard, uh, well, all the time, really, you really need to be aware of your surroundings, especially if there are any children or bystanders nearby. And it's especially important when you're using loud equipment like mowers, uh, because you don't always hear somebody approaching. So Let's start here. Before you turn your mower on, whether it's the walk behind or riding model, check your check your lawn for anything that could potentially become a projectile. That would include rocks, uh, stray toys, uh, sports gear, even small fallen branches could be out there. And just really think about the, the young children and pets. Best to keep them out of the yard while you're mowing. And I know it's a temptation, and we've all probably been there, to let the grandkids or the kids ride on your lap while you're using the riding mower or the tractor, that's probably not the best idea, right? And when it comes to letting children operate that equipment, uh, well, I know I probably started maybe a little earlier than I should have, but uh, the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeon recommends that children be at least 12 years old before they start operating a walk-behind mower and at least 16 years old before using a riding mower. Now, probably when it comes to the riding mower, one of the most dangerous scenarios involves using the mower on uneven terrain. And a lot of the fatalities that occur involving riding mowers happen when those things flip, say over an embankment or while you're cutting on a bank or something like that. And often the, the operator is pinned underneath or has a spinal cord injury or something of that nature. In safe start terms, if you think about it like this, the mower really becomes an extension of the operator. And then those human factors, those states that we talk about that are affecting the operator results in a loss of balance or potentially a loss of traction of the mower or of the person if it's a walk behind and you get, get stuck there. So a lot of different things that can happen there. 
You know, a less common injury uh, or potential death is is actually caused by as well by carbon monoxide poisoning. Uh, you know, you're working on the mower, trying to get it running right in the edge of the garage or the carport, and you don't realize how much that deadly gas can accumulate. And, and a mower running for an hour can produce as much exhaust as a dozen cars. So carbon monoxide can accumulate when a machine with a fuel burning engine is running in that enclosed space, or even just a, a space that doesn't have to be a garage, could be just an area where it's just kind of stale air uh, and the, the air is not moving. Moving, it certainly can accumulate in there. So be very aware of that too, if you're working on your mower or something like that. Now, some other things to consider when pulling the mower out for the first time. Again, just reminders here, don't get complacent just because you've used that equipment a ton in the past. Pay special attention when you're mowing on an incline. We talked about it a little bit already. Uh, and check your manufacturer's recommendations on how steep of an incline you can mow. If you're on a riding mower, Remember to drive it up and down the slopes to avoid tipping it over and pinning you underneath. And if you're using a walk behind mower, it's the opposite. Mow parallel to the slope, not up and down because it's easier to control the mower and you're not struggling to push it up. Or if you're on the down slope, uh, you don't run the risk of losing your traction and your foot slipping up under the mower then as well. If there's a stray branch in your way while you're mowing on a walk behind mower, uh, don't just bend over and pick it up with the mower running because you could easily lose uh, your fingers on the mower. And always, always, always make sure you have that bail lever or some people call it the dead man switch control there. Make sure you have that operational and check to make sure it's working right. Uh, and resist the temptation to tie it down. I know that's something where people do take that deliberate risk because of the frustration of having to crank the mower over and over again, but it's there for a purpose and it's there to keep you from getting hurt. So um, let's think a little bit more now about uh, shifting from mowers over to the string trimmer, the weed whacker, the weed eater, whatever you call it in, in your region. Uh, if you get ready to straighten up the, and neaten up the edges of the lawn, you're probably going to pull that out. And you think about it, it's it's not as dangerous as a mower in our minds, but uh, it still has a lot of rotation there. And so the string and a string trimmer can easily cut your skin, or usually it's more often this send flying debris your way, hitting you or maybe hitting somebody nearby. So it's no wonder then that these and other things like power hedge clippers and things of those nature uh, cause a fair share of yard work injuries. String trimmers and clippers usually cause lacerations and the clippers have been caused to the cause of numerous amputations through the years as well. And both combined, well, the two of them combined produce nearly 17,000 trips to the ER every year. So probably a bit more than we realize there too. Now, although string trimmers typically have a shield in place to deflect the debris that might kick up, it's always a good idea to wear some gloves, certainly some protective eyewear. We've all probably been out there and, well, not had that on and had a little speck of something to hit up near our eye or worse yet in our eye. And certainly it it's, uh, really stings. But, you know, if it's a, a hard thing that hits you there, it could easily cause some serious damage to your eyes. Good idea as well to wear, wear boots and long pants. Uh, I know the temptation is to get out there and get this done as quickly as possible with a pair of shorts, but then you end up with, well, it feels like a thousand little pieces of gravel embedded in your skin. Well, if it's something worse, uh, it could 
could easily cause a major cut there. So best to wear long pants, even when it's hot, go ahead and endure it and go out there and get it done. Uh, and really another thing you may want to think about with string trimmers as well, they're, they're actually pretty loud. And as somebody who's had some hearing loss in the past, uh, I would suggest that, uh, you know, get some, some uh, hearing protection there too. And follow the same precautions with other types of power clippers as well. Uh, with the trimmers, kind of like with the lawnmower, make sure you check the area that you're going to be working in. Make sure you've got anything that's loose out there uh, that could be kicked up by the trimmer and hurt anybody else. Uh, just try to keep everybody, in, including the pets, you know, more than 50 feet away when you're working. If somebody wanders by, well, great idea is just to stop and, and wait on them to get past. All right, let's talk about the big ugly, and that is the chainsaws. You know, there's a reason that those things are featured in, in horror movies. I mean, they inflict horrible, horrible damage. And I can't tell you the number of times that we hear the chainsaw stories as we're doing our trainer certifications or doing, uh, you know, uh, unit one overviews or unit training with Safe Start. We hear all sorts of, of safe of, of chainsaw stories through the years, and usually they are pretty, pretty gruesome. And uh, you can easily imagine how uh, the chainsaw can, can inflict a lot of damage, uh, whether it's cutting down a big tree or just cutting and clearing some brush, it can really cause a huge problem. In fact, uh, more than 40% of the serious injuries that come from chainsaws are lacerations. And most of those are to the arms and or the legs. Now, finger amputations can also be a problem as well. It's about 6% of the hospital admissions related to chainsaws, but it's, it's usually the legs, you know? So, uh, and, and man, talk about, again, the numbers, and I hate to just keep bringing up a bunch of statistics here, but uh, chainsaws account for nearly 28,000 ER visits and a couple of deaths each year, much, much higher than I ever thought it would be. So when it comes to using chainsaw safely, protective gear is really the key. Uh, to avoid getting cut, wear snug-fitting clothing that won't get caught up in the chain, wear some good sturdy work boots so that you've got a good footing, footing rather, preferably steel-toed. Also a great idea to shield your legs with cut-resistant chaps, and that's something that a lot of us don't have. But really and truly, uh, it probably is not going to cost a whole lot. Usually couple hundred bucks maybe at the most to get that you may even want to get a, a helmet with a face shield and obviously protective gloves uh you think yeah do i really want to spend 200 bucks on something i'm only going to use once twice three times a year something like that well it's a heck of a lot cheaper and a lot less painful than the the medical bills that would come in and the injury that could potentially happen with a chainsaw. So it is one of those things where it's a bit of an, an ounce of prevention, if you will. And like I mentioned before, uh, chainsaws, that's, that's certainly something where you want to consider the hearing protection. Uh, chainsaws usually operate somewhere around 85 decibels uh, at the ear level, so it's very easy to see how that could cause some damage with hearing. So when you get ready to go to work with the chainsaw, a few things here just to remember, again, break up the complacency, just thinking about these things and being mindful of them. Uh, before you start the saw, check that everything's in good working order. Uh, check to make sure that the chain is sharpened so that you're not having to put a lot of extra force on that. That can cause problems there. Uh, also make sure that uh, the, the kickback mechanism is, is working properly. Uh, check and make sure that's working right. Uh, also, uh, avoid sawing with the tip of the chain in the bar. That's usually where the kickbacks occur. Uh, make sure you only saw limbs that you can reach safely. Uh, it's 
best not to saw while you're on a ladder or holding the saw way above your shoulders because that can easily throw you off balance. Uh, and, and in general, I mean, if you got to saw something up in a tree, it may be best just to call the professionals and get them out and get them to handle that for you. Uh, most often, though, what I hear is if you're if it's not cutting thing, cutting firewood or something like that, which some people do in the spring just before it gets too hot and gives it a chance to season uh, throughout the summer. Um, if you're just doing things like clearing away fallen trees after a storm, uh, clearing away some brush or something like that. Uh, Remember to watch out for power lines too, if, especially after a storm and make sure you wait for the utility crew to tell you it's good to proceed there. Uh, so just some of those simple things there that we, we know, but sometimes it's easy to forget, right? So is that it when it comes to, to yard work? Well, hardly. I mean, there is a lot to cover there. Uh, I do want to touch on one more important thing, though. Whether you're just like the, the gym rat and you're out there working out all the time and just in phenomenal shape, or if you're more of the uh, couch potato, uh, remember it's important to take a moment and warm up before taking on the yard work. Uh, Got to get some stretches involved and things of that nature. And so one of the things we're going to do is kind of a continuation to this podcast is we're going to have a follow-up on with our, our ergonomic consultant, Dr. Robert Cannon. He's going to walk us through some things that we can do as far as stretching, just a few other ergonomic tools that we can use for the yard and much, much more. So until next time, be sure to remember to share this episode with others in your organization. And uh, thanks again for spending time with us today. Until next time, I'm Danny Smith for Safe Talk with Safe Start. Have a great day.